We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. Welcome to the Vale Podcast. Local people, local news, local stories. Jeez, there's some talented athletes come out of Robin Vale, um, so I'm sure you'll be able to put together some form of um, mixed uh, team to, to go up against the spirit. Look, we, as I said, we are where everything is moving in the direction that um, the, the 2020-2021 WNBL season will run as normal. That's a guy called Mick, and he's talking about a project to bring the WNBL team, the Bendigo Spirit, to Robinvale, but that episode might be later in the week. It's a project I'm really passionate about, so listen out for that. Then there is this guy. You're, you're living in, uh, in wine country, isn't that right? Yeah, we drink a lot of goon. Kyle. I, I haven't used that word in a long time. I haven't used that word since I was probably in Australia. Oh, yeah. It, it, it was good for the soul. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are our team. They're not... Uh, they're not the best team in football. They, they're really not that great. And they haven't uh, lost. We're pretty excited to have Tom Brady. I mean, he's got to have at least one or two more good seasons in him. I mean, he's well, a, he's the greatest he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Like, no, 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 no. Like, he's a great he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, he's old, and he's definitely at the end of his career. But I think he's got one or two more seasons in him, and we're really excited about that in Tampa. That's a guy called Kyle. Now he's in Tampa Bay, Florida. He's a third year medical student, beekeeper, and coral farmer. Uh Uh-huh. That is apparently a thing, just like grape farming. You'll also get to hear from him in an upcoming episode as well, just to break up all this talk about coronavirus. He is scary smart, and he's also a longtime friend of mine and a season ticket holder with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, if you know anything about a bloke called Tom Brady, you'll know that's where that old man will be seeing out his illustrious career. We'll talk to Kyle about all of that, about wine, what he's drinking, and about his trip to Robinvale a few years ago. That's coming up in a future episode. This week's podcast setup is a little different, but we're doing the best we can in these unprecedented times. We are living in unprecedented times. It's all happening over Zoom, which is great, but living on an isolated farm with patchy internet at best makes Netflix a little frustrating, much less trying to record a quality-sounding podcast. But we've managed to piece together all sorts of interesting bits and pieces from all over the world. We shall start with Anita, the Primary Health Manager at Robinvale District Health Services. Also, Nordo and Charlie for another quick update before Zoom completely cut out. And we're also heading to Napa Valley, California to talk with former Robinvale lad Bruce Ruddick. First, here's Anita. Anita, have you been run off your feet? Yes, we have, but mostly because we got the first lot of flu vaxxers in. Oh, really? Already? So, uh, I'm going to talk about that in a sec. We're we're madly trying to immunise all the staff as a high priority and then catch up on our little people next um, and try and get everyone in aged care done, all the residents or the visitors to the hospital, the people on dialysis, try and get everyone done as quickly as we can. But the staff is a big one because obviously they don't all work at the same time. So it's a matter of catching them when they're working. Yeah, and it's important to keep healthcare workers healthy I mean, you people are saints at the best of times, but I think the next six months, so we can't have you getting sick. That's why we're trying to get all the staff done first. It's actually compulsory for anyone working in aged care to have the flu vax as of the 1st of May this year. And it is also compulsory for anyone visiting someone in aged care to have had the flu vax. 
That's such a good thing. Isn't it? I agree 100%. The flu vax to me is just a no-brainer, really. Yeah, I agree. Is this the super one that they're talking about on the news today? uh, Oh, I haven't heard the news today, but this is the yearly vaccines that come out. Um, They protect against four different types of flu. Um, They're the 2020 version, so based on the previous winter overseas because they tend to come from winter in the northern hemisphere and make their way down to winter in the southern hemisphere. So these are the um, ones for community and staff and over 65s and they are going like hotcakes, I can tell you. I bet. So when um, you say little people, how little are we talking? You have to be, kids have to be six months, don't they? months to five years all of those are eligible anyone over 65 and anyone over five with any sort of chronic illness so asthma um diabetes cardiac issues um anything chronic where they need to take medication regularly high blood pressure falls under cardiac all of those things they're eligible um the one thing i was going to do i was just going to do a little myth buster here Uh, we get a lot of people to say oh Um, every time I have the flu shot, I get the flu. It's not a live vaccine. It cannot possibly give you the flu. So if you get the flu after you have the flu vaccine, you would have already been exposed to it somewhere along the line. Yeah, my husband used to feed me that. I can't have the flu shot. It always makes me sick. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. You might feel for a day or two, you might feel a a bit off, but that's your immune system doing what it's supposed to do. So get your flu shot. So do we just make, can we just make appointments um, with primary health? So at the moment we are waiting for our next order. Um, We're taking names when we organise. We can get people to come in by an appointment so that you can be immunised, do your 15-minute wait in the waiting room and hopefully not come into contact with anyone else. Now on to... You want to know about coronavirus? Yes, obviously. I mean, I'm sure you along with... 99% of the population are probably sick of hearing it, but there's all sorts of rumours and things that float around. I guess it is important to keep the community updated. So what's the latest update? Still no confirmed cases in Robinvale, is there? No confirmed cases in Robinvale, two confirmed in Swan Hill Mm -hmm. and three in Mildura. Mm -hmm. And that was as of? Uh, Monday. Monday, okay. It takes a couple of days for DHHS to update records, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And, um, for example, you might have seen some of the information about the cases in um, Mildura not being recorded accurately. Mm. There's a bit of an anomaly with the recording issue. Because that person flew into Adelaide, that case was recorded as being an Adelaide case initially. So... Oh. That's why the information may not be accurate straight away until they until it works its way down to where the person lives. Well, that does make sense, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Because they went to Adelaide, were tested in Adelaide, and that's where it was recorded. Excellent. Well, that does clear things up, and that absolutely and makes that sense. That person then gave it to her mother, and that was then put up on as Mildura, as was the daughter once they worked out the contacts and everything. Yep. But they both went into isolation pretty early, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah. They isolated themselves. Yeah. And that's the same with um, the first case. I don't know about the second case in Swan Hill, but certainly the first case was another person who'd been 
traveling and had come home and done the right thing, gone into self-isolation and contained it. So that's great. That's what we should be doing. Most people are doing the right thing. Most people. However, Anita, we still do see, and these are the calls that I've had over the weekend and during this week, and it's been a discussion um, with council because we've been doing the go-to meeting video um, isolation distancing meetings as well. So the concern that we've had is with the, a lot of the workforces here uh, for grapes, almonds, et cetera, et cetera, pistachios and their living circumstances and their living situations perhaps in um, overcrowded houses, perhaps their visa circumstances. There's a bit of concern that the message A isn't getting through B, Mm -hmm. the situation that they're living in may not allow for any sort of um, isolation or physical distancing and that kind of thing. So how do we address that? How do we get the message into those populations and how do we fix this? Because you still see at Richie's has been um, a bit of a concern over the last, well, still is, I suppose, since all this blew up, that the crowding in in Richie's is still, I mean, they've taken steps in the at the checkouts to try to get that distance, but it still seems that there's the message is not getting through. Even last night in town, I had people ringing me saying that there was a house party down the street and um, gatherings of backpackers on nature strips and things like that. So what else can we do? Well, we're trying to put out the information in other languages So we have put the message out there everywhere we can. Um, We're trying to get the message out there in as many languages as we can, as are you, I know. I've sent them all to the Sentinel this week, all the connections. Um, We may think about putting something up at Richie's. The other thing, um, those groups that come in the bus, that's a family group. So um, while they're in the bus together, while they're working together and living together, that's that family group. So very often they grab a bus, they're in the same household. It's like you packing your kids in the car and your husband and going somewhere together. That's your family group. Possibly divide up the shopping between a few of them and maybe have one or two go in at a time and then the next lot go in. Mm. Um, And that's something that um, we're trying to get the message across and... It might just take a little bit of time. And you're right, the language is an issue. The lack of visa status sometimes or the the unknown visa status is probably an issue in seeking health care that we see anyone here that needs to get out. Yeah, that is a message I think that definitely needs to get out that regardless of Mm. status, regardless of Medicare, regardless of any of that, going to primary health is a great option if there is anything medically wrong if you need a social worker if you need any of that don't let your status stop you and the gp seeing people via phone or like this hopefully not as um uh unstable as this connection but she is seeing people (laughs) that's my (laughs) connection and on the farm it's shocking so um the other thing that's happened lately is we've had a few people ringing and saying they want to get tested or their workplace wants them to get tested um there's strict criteria on who can be tested and that a workplace can't ask someone to be tested before they'll give them a job. It's illegal to do that. So the testing criteria is still 
return from overseas in the last 14 days and get a respiratory infection or a fever, with or without a fever, or you've been in close contact with a proven case and you get a respiratory illness, or you've got severe community-acquired pneumonia without any known cause, you can be tested, um, or you have an, a fever or an acute respiratory illness and you are a health worker. So obviously, if you work in health, so we're protecting everybody who comes in here by looking after ourselves. They, but people can ring, and all the tests are free, by the way. doesn't matter whether you've got a Medicare card or not. That's interesting, mm. and that's another one of those messages that needs to be communicated. Um, and we do have Olivia, who does a tremendous job. Anytime I have anything that needs to be translated into Mandarin, she just records it for me so that we can upload it. And there is actually a lot of downloads happening on those Mandarin podcasts, which is terrific. I know that Jack is doing a lot of um, Vietnamese translated stuff. And I saw on the RDHS Facebook yesterday, and I shared it on the um, podcast Facebook page, the stuff that's been translated into Tongan, which I'm assuming Lupe's probably done. So all of these community leaders within... Robin Vale are so valuable at the moment, along with all those other resources like the SBS radio, like the DHHS stuff. All of that stuff is really helpful, yes. but the local stuff's Lupe terrific. So I may even get you to, uh, I'll send you some stuff and get you to um, put it in writing so Olivia can translate it for me again because I know she just loves doing it. And maybe it's something we need to look at putting stuff up at IGA or so that they, the people coming in see it before they walk in the door. Absolutely. And I'm sure um, the staff at Richie's wouldn't be opposed to that, nor the management. I'm sure they wouldn't be either. We do have um, the nearest testing place is Sunraysia Community Health Service. Mm-hmm. And if people are worried, they can ring there. Um, our first point of call is to ring the coronavirus hotline, which I think I've given you the number before, but I'll say it again. one eight hundred. 020-080. If you're not sure whether you meet the criteria for testing, you can ring Sunraysia Community Health Service on 50217-653. And I believe that Swan Hill have a respiratory clinic as well. I understand you just contact the Swan Hill Hospital for that. Yes, they do have one which is off campus of the hospital. I think it's around the corner. Yes. Not entirely sure, but there certainly is a fever clinic set up in Swan Hill as well, which is tremendous. Um, and I wasn't aware of the um, the need that it was a free test and that you didn't need Medicare or anything to be tested. So that's no. great. But there is still that strict criteria because it's not one of these things that we've got hundreds of thousands of tests available, is it? No, we haven't. So you still need to meet a certain criteria. Um, as you know, the everything's changing well, daily, hourly perhaps, so things might change in the future. Uh, there's talk of a self-collection in the future. Um, oh. So we never know what can happen from day to day. I was reading something today about a fingerprint blood test is being looked at. Um, so everything's changing day to day. They're probably a long way off, but they're... In all the updates we get, there's all these new things that are happening and they're still working on a vaccine. Yeah, there's. I think it's that's a, a global collaborative effort, the vaccine, isn't it? Mm. Which is a great thing. It's great to see um, yes. the entire planet working together for a change yes. and that's what we need right now. Yes. There's also the app, the Australian and, Government and Coronavirus app. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, there is an app. I've got that on my phone too. 
Um, and I think it's got all the links to all the places that are doing tests too. Ah, that's very handy. So the other thing I was going to say, we're, we're very prepared here too. Um, I think I told you last time we're taking everyone's temperature when they come in. Mm-hmm. We're moving across where we can to um, online appointments. Our speeches are now 100% online appointments and that's going really well. They've done a little video on our Facebook page on how easy it is to connect to Zoom. And anyone who comes in here, staff or clients, will be have their temperature test uh, taken as they walk in the door. And if it's over 37.5, mm-hmm. they will be sent back out there to their car to wait for further instructions. That's interesting. I know that there's a lot of farms and the solar farm as well are taking temperatures of workers daily before they start too. Um, so if you get stopped yeah, and asked... really good idea. People here in the most part have been really grateful. We haven't had anyone say no. We haven't had anyone say, why are you doing this? Everyone's been really grateful, particularly when you think the people that are coming in here now are what we call our urgent people. So pregnant women, babies and children for immunisations, high-risk feet for podiatry. So they're those people that really can't afford to get sick. Mm which is great, and they need to be taken care of. Anita, thank you for the update. We really do appreciate having an update straight from RDHS um, as regularly as we can. We are going to catch up with Sue Watson um, in the coming days as well to have a look at some of the mental health resources that are available because that is going to become vital in the coming weeks and months. I would think, um, just because being isolated or, you know, all of this stuff that we're getting hammered with is going to really have an adverse effect. And it's normal to be feeling, I suppose, a bit overwhelmed yeah. and anxious. The isolation is very difficult. So we'll talk to Sue very soon, but we do appreciate the update. Have you got anything else you need to keep us informed of? Nothing Nothing else to report at the moment, yes. Yeah, I will. If I if I think of anything that we need to share with everyone, or if we get updates, we'll be in touch. That would be tremendous. Thanks very much, Anita. Have All a right. great day. No worries. Thanks, Jade. Bruce Ruddock was born and bred in Robinvale. He grew up here, played footy here, and was educated in the region. He now lives in Napa Valley, California, working in the wine industry, and we managed to catch him for a lovely drop of Malbec and a chat. Yeah, apologies for the dodgy network connection and ultimately poor quality, but we're doing the best we can. Bruce, are you drinking red wine? Uh, Yes. It's only my first, though, so hopefully I'll be okay. (laughs) <laughs> Look, when I first come here, I used to keep drinking Australian Shirazes sort of thing. But, yeah. but their cabs, like in the Napa Valley, is pretty, um, pretty good, pretty oh, strong yeah. and pretty – it has its own uh, sort of flavour, I guess. So you're in Napa Valley, is that right? Yes, Napa Valley. How long have you been there? Um, just over six years, six and a half years. I grew up in Robinvale, like I was born there and um, probably, I don't know, about 94, 95, I went to Mildura and um, went to university at Mildura and sort of got my degree and, um, yeah, and then ended up over here about six years ago with the Australian Wine Company, was meant to be like a short stay, um, but ended up being more permanent. California will do that to you though. Yeah, it's, it's a great place. It is a great place. 
So what wine are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking a Rutherford Hill uh, Melbeck, actually. Oh. 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 Charlie's ears prick up. Because I've asked a few people, do you know Bruce Ruddick? And people are like, I know the name, but I can't place him. I know the name. Uh, Did he grow up here? I was like, well, I think so. I don't know the story, but we're friends on Facebook, so we'll check in. Yeah, I mean, if, if you ask the older generation, like, yeah, I'm a bit older than you guys. Not Charlie. Charlie's like 65. Quinn's older than me too, This network is just driving me absolutely nuts. I'm going to switch over to 4G and see if that makes a difference. You're driving me to drink, Jay. It's driving me to drink too. I even found myself opening a bottle of wine last night. I don't normally do that during the week. What else have you got to do? I'd like to say that I don't normally do it, but I normally go through a bottle every night. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's becoming common now under these uh, times. Yeah. And also, days don't mean anything, really. <laughs> yeah. Every day's a Friday or a Saturday. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. What are you drinking, Charlie? Well, uh, last time, went, oh, no, a couple of times we went overseas. I bought um, a good, well, it's Jamison, but it's uh, one of the they're top of the end, Jamison scotch. So you're day drinking too? Oh, it's, it's three o'clock. It's nine o'clock where Bruce is, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but Bruce is okay because it is nine o'clock where he is. But it's only just gone I, three o'clock where I, we are. Yeah, I didn't want to make him feel left out. <laughs> Charlie's just Charlie's just drinking to try and make out how the hell that uh, the day that he's just had is already yet to happen at Bruce's. So he's struggling to make that compute in his head, and he needs Scotch to work it out. What? That's probably a valid point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'm quite. Uh, I'm all over that. Not I've been to America a few times. I've lost a day, gained a day. Um, so let's get let's go back to Bruce for a second. People know the name Bruce Ruddick, and you've been gone from Robinvale, but you grew up here. Yeah, well, my mother's like a life member of the football club, and like if you're in the football club, it's the community sort of thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> and all my brothers, we used to play football, I guess, a little bit. I grew up in the like obviously I was born in the '60s, um, but. Grew up in the 70s and um, 80s, early 80s sort of thing. So, yeah, Robinvale was a different place then. When so, was the last time you were back in Robinvale? Uh, in 2017, so three years ago, and we have booked our tickets to be back in June, <laughs> which doesn't right happen that. so yeah. great now. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll so, see how that pans out. How's it going over there? Is it... Complete shutdown? Yeah, well, I mean, luckily in California, the California governor, he sort of got on the front foot and he, he went about a week before, um, like the rest of the US, he, he shut California down because obviously California is a huge state with 40 million people and, um, like, he, he could see what was going to happen. And so uh, basically this is our third week of um, shelter in place. So, yeah, I've been at home. Luckily, I can work from home. And uh, so we've been home this, yeah, our third week sort of thing. So, so far, so good. Um, It doesn't seem to be exploding as much here in California as like New York. Like every day I listen to the news a little bit and, you know, it's it's two, three hundred people dying each day sort of thing, which is tragic. 
Um, and obviously you see what's happening in Italy and Spain and now the UK. Yeah. What do you think about the, the just the general response, I suppose, for what's happened with um, on, I suppose, Trump, the president? What, what do you think about his response overall? Um, uh, I guess I'm a guest in this country, so I better be careful. Um, I think they're a bit behind the... Um, they didn't t- take it as seriously as they should have in the beginning sort of thing. I think they were about two or three weeks behind where they should have been. And um, if they had have been monitoring their intelligence from uh, China, they, they they would have known that it was going to be bad. But I think it's sort of shown him up a bit because some of his comments, like he tried to brush it off and, you know, like a, a month ago he said, oh, yeah, there's only 15 people um, dead you know, and there's billions of people in the, the world, it'll be all over in two weeks sort of thing. Yeah, well, and he said that uh, well, it, it'll Easter. be done and dusted in by Easter in uh, America. So, Well, you can all go to church on Easter Day. Well, he said that it was his wish, but, um, yeah, obviously, you know, within the next two days after that, um, they got more data and the medical and scientists talked to him and, and now it's actually hitting his home area where he grew up in New York. Um, yeah. So he's actually seeing seeing it um, play out like, you know, because it's, it's pretty bad there. And, yeah. um, in New Orleans, it's, it's about to go really bad. Um, and Chicago is, you know, because they're big cities in the US and it, it's yeah. pretty hard, hard to contain sort of thing. So do you think people are getting it? Do you think, uh, like, in general, Americans get the fact that they have to isolate yes. and not do anything yeah yeah they they are now for sure sort of thing i think the first week of it it was like oh you know do we really need to do this and um but now once they've seen what's happening and you've only got to look at italy and, and spain to mm. you know see what's going to be happening here in a couple of weeks and it, it's it's going to be pretty bad so people I, I know people at my work in the beginning it was like oh do we really have to do this and you know but now it's like, well, yes, we have to do this. <laughs> and, um, yeah. and people in general are, you know, doing the right thing, but then you have your outliers, which I guess in Australia, same yeah, thing happens same where people don't take it seriously and, um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, starting to hit sort of thing. So. Yeah, no, we're finding the same thing here in um, Australia. It's, uh, you know, you've got majority of the people doing the right thing but then there's still the uh, people that i um, and in the cities it's more prevalent um because there's more people i suppose so if, if you have the one percent or two percent of the population doing the wrong thing and you've got uh, a greater pers- a number of people doing you know visible yeah. in the streets so yeah. but i think there's still people not taking it as seriously as what um it probably should be taken um no matter where you are uh yeah like i mean i was on facebook you know, probably about a week and a half ago on Ali Kappa's side and, and she, she was giving people information and there was one guy, he, he goes, oh, Ali Kappa, you're, you're scaremongering whatever, you know, in China they've got it under control and all this sort of thing. And I just, I read it and I, I just like, I had to reply, I, I could not, I'm not normally the person to write anything do that sort of thing, but I said, yeah. mate, you, you don't know what's coming. <laughs> you just 
It was just yeah, yeah. But well, they're talking about we haven't we haven't reached a peak yet. So here in Australia, they're talking about the peak being at least two months away yet. Yeah, yeah. Well, mm. in New York, where there's a lot of people dying, they're saying that it's two weeks away still because mm. every day it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. yeah, well, they're estimating, I think, uh, in America as a whole, uh, somewhere between 150 to 200,000 deaths yes. um, yeah. just in America. That's yeah. just uh, uh, unbelievable yeah. figures, unbelievable. Yeah, and, and that was one of the Trump blow-offs where he said, oh, well, you know, people die of the flu every year, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit different. Not like this. No. Yeah. And I think part of the, the, the issue has been that a lot of people uh, don't show symptoms, so they've actually been spreading it um, unlo- unknowingly um, because, yeah, they're not getting symptoms sort of thing. So Yeah, because they're not isolating and not doing the right thing and um, yeah. until they get symptoms, yeah. Yeah, well... So those, it, that's a big takeaway message. Yeah, I think in the US the, the big thing was when um, the night that they shut down the NBA, the basketball sort of thing, everyone was sort of... It was prime time um, and then a few people, like, tested positive. And probably out of the first 10 people, like, basketball-related that um, tested positive, they eight, about eight of them didn't have any symptoms or anything. And, and then people started thinking, oh, if they've got no symptoms then yeah. um, and they're spreading it, this is going to be dangerous. And, yeah, yeah. just after that they just shut down every sport. And, yeah. like, and when I looked at the AFL, I, I, I thought to myself, what are you guys doing? You know, this is... Yeah, it's a full contact sport. Yeah. yeah. Worst possible thing. All the yeah. players, yeah, they're going to... They're not going to be showing symptoms, but they're yeah. going to have it. Eventually, yeah. they're going to have it. And um, you're showing such a bad example. But anyway, that's... Uh, yeah. yeah. What was... Um, there was the, the European country that uh, they're still playing soccer. And I can't remember who it was. It's like... Oh, Maybe Bulgaria. It's something. I don't know. It's something. Might have been. Uh, well, anyway, the, and uh, the rice to their soccer has gone through the roof because uh, literally everyone is trying to buy it uh, because there's nothing else to watch. Yeah. The, hey? the, the <laughs> AFL actually, actually got a bit of uh, you know publicity here, and and people thought, oh, yeah, it, you know, it's great. We can actually get live sport. But yeah, if you realise what the ramifications of that is, it's just yeah. We, we can do without, I mean, I'm yeah. the biggest sports nut ever, but uh, we can do without it if it's going to save lives sort of thing. And that's what it comes down to. It's, um, it's about, like, yes, it's, a, it's very inconveniencing, like it's, it's impacted our life. And the people that are um, now, I don't know if you know, Bruce, but people that are flying in now to Australia have to be um, isolated for 14 days yeah. under actual watch in a, in a um hotel yeah and there's been uh comments and complaints about them having to you know do that and you know it's force it's sort of like you know living in captivity sort of thing but yeah um they just gotta we've just got to do these things where our liberties are going to be taken away from us because um it saves lives yeah. like that's uh, simply it comes down to you either you know have some liberty taken off you and we save lives or about your business and people die well, yeah and at the end of the day it's not hard all we've got to do is stay inside <laughs> yeah they're yeah. still getting fed and watered and, uh, you know, they've got a bed and, uh, you know, uh, they're living okay. It's just, yeah, that they're, they're not allowed to go outside or see anyone. That's it. Yeah. 
It uh, seems barbaric, I, I think, though, when you put those, when you go from being a free democratic country and then people come back and if they're not in tune with the news, if they've been overseas and they haven't been kept up to date with what's happening here, and they go, what, what do you mean you're taking us away to a five-star motel to be in isolation for two weeks? How very, how very dare you? Come on. Mm. My heart bleeds for you. It really does. I did see yeah. some complaints on some of them. Today. Some of them weren't five-star. Some of them were pretty average rooms. So I know it's still, they're getting the room for nothing. But also, <laughs> exactly with the whole, coming back from overseas, uh, I know exactly how they feel. Like when I come back from India, what, three weeks ago now, um, I had no idea what of the, you have no idea how much it escalated in Australia. Yeah. And especially over the last week or so, it really has gotten a lot worse. So you get back mm. into the country and then all of a sudden they're saying, go to a room. It would be, you know, I'm not saying I, it's the I, worst I, thing in, on earth, but yeah, it would be yeah, a bit no, of a I understand. Yeah, but, but still, Charlie, I think because now it's such a worldwide thing, if you don't know what's going on, because it's a, it's, it's across the globe, if you don't know what's going on now coming back in, then you must have been away on holidays under a rock because in the world you have, it, there has been news about this is all people have been talking about, this COVID. So. Well, there is um, a girl from work who I think he's still currently in Laos. Um, but she should, like, people had been texting her from work saying, come home, and I'm sure her family had been too uh, over Facebook, but uh, she was in Nepal when it all started to go a bit crazy, and then she went through Cambodia, and she's now in Laos. So I don't know uh, when she's coming back or if she is going to be able to come back. If she can come back, yeah. Yeah, well, for a while, I suppose. So, really Bruce, you were day. supposed to come home in June. That clearly won't be happening now, I wouldn't think. Yes, uh, we don't think so. We've got till, uh, I guess, April the 30th to, um, yeah, like get a credit for what we paid for the ticket. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it probably um, won't happen. Yeah, it's well, yeah, I know. And um, my daughter was so excited because this is, yeah, it's her first trip. Her first trip. Mm. Yeah, and uh, we haven't told her yet, but, um, you know, yeah, it's, it's probably not. It is a shame. I am enjoying, though, Jade's remix version of her talking when it comes through on our end. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the next, uh, the next big TikTok. <laughs> I don't mind if it's remixed when it comes through with you guys because I'm recording it, it this yeah. end, so people will be able to hear me when it actually comes out. You'll just have to listen to it again to find out exactly oh, what right. I'm saying. Well, <laughs> and then we'll answer the questions later. That'd be great. You can just dub me in. Bruce, how old's your daughter? <laughs> Uh, she's seven. She's about to turn eight. Does she understand what's going on with the whole virus situation and yeah. you suddenly working from home? What do you do with the Australian wine company? Do you still work for them? And what do you do? I work for an American wine company now, but I'm I'm fully working uh, from home. Like, yeah, I've got my monitors set up, and I'm lucky enough. I I've got a job where I can work from home. Um, with our daughter, we uh, we tell her things, but yeah, it, it's it's kids, what kids can handle, sort of thing. Like she knows about it, and I mean, she, now we, uh, you know, we can't go and visit her grandmother and uh, things like that. So it, yeah, and there's no sleepovers, um, you know, all of that stuff's out the window, sort of thing. So like she knows it's there like she made a little bracelet for me and she said that'll protect you from the coronavirus and <laughs> things like that um you know just great <laughs> but uh, 
it's it's like it's not until after hours when I talk to my wife, I'll tell her what's going on sort of thing. So, Do you find that kids' routine has have gone out the window as well, being on, you know, self-isolation? It's almost like a permanent weekend, like Charlie was saying before. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, it's it's, it's hard for us adults as well. Um, like the, the first week I, um, I was in my tracky dacks and um, T-shirt sort of thing while I was doing my work. And um, I don't think I had a shower for about five days, and it's, you know, <laughs> and you don't have a shave. And but now I've sort of I've got into a more routine. Like I get, I get a little bit dressed up, and like I'm going to work. Well, I got caught out in my first week. Uh, we had a like a, a team meeting in a team that I'm not. I'm only been working with for a couple of weeks, and the boss says, "Oh, let's all go on video so I can see your faces." And I'm sitting there going, oh, no, because you know, I've got a T-shirt. <laughs> like my hair's all messed up. I grabbed a, like a cap and put it on. <laughs> yeah. And all the At girls. At least you're wearing clothes. That's the main thing. <laughs> well, yeah. All the girls in the gym, they're all, they're all dressed up, all nice, and um, they were all ready for it. They'll be thinking, this bloody Aussie, oh, my God, what's yeah. he doing? But, but the last two weeks I've been pretty good. I've been I've been getting up and at least I'll have a polo shirt on or something like that that's um, almost business wear. So that's, yeah, that's the thing. But, yeah, you, you get up later because you don't have to travel to work. So you've got more time. And um, during the week, because you're working, you can sort of stick to a routine. On the weekends, it virtually goes out the window sort of yeah. thing. Um, especially if it's a rainy day, it's like, Okay, Netflix, <laughs> let's yeah. crash on the couch. Like on Saturday, I don't think we moved uh, very far here sort of thing. Mm. But anyway, yeah, you just adjust to it as, as best you can. It's a bit of a, a mental up and down too. Um, so, yeah. And very much a mental up and down. Speaking like of which, here's a lovely little segue, like, and I know you'll hear this in remixed English, but Charlie and Quentin are both sporting the 42K for 42K caps today that they've just picked up which is a mental health fundraiser for Robinvale district health services um which is hoping to raise forty two thousand dollars for a mental health clinic a weekly free one and luke is supposed to be running the melbourne marathon whether or not that will happen is yet to be seen but um fingers crossed that it does but we're more than happy to ship caps and cups and t-shirts to yeah well jade i've seen lots of people on uh, facebook complete marathons around their backyard on their balcony all different sorts of things Wait, on uh, their balcony? You... correct back and forth on a balcony like and they just kept running until they said that they'd done the time i think it took like 10 hours or something ridiculous of just back and forth on a balcony well he can he can just run around the farm yeah, no, well, he was going to run. He decided that if it does get um, postponed, um, that he's going to run from the farm gate to Menangatang, which is, I think, 43 k's, give or take. So regardless of whether the Melbourne Marathon happens, either way, he will get forty-two, at least 42K done between here and Menangatang. So there's a, there's a backup plan. Um, but he's still getting calls from sort of press all over. The, he had John Law's radio station. I think he's doing community radio in Sydney now called him last week stock journal called him this afternoon yeah. so there's there's a bit of press and a bit of um a bit of publicity going around it must be his amazing pr awesome. agent perhaps i don't know but um it's good to see you sporting the caps guys <laughs> I appreciate that. And, I, and it's really good it, 
if he is going to do the uh, run to uh, Menangatang, if he's going to do the run to Menangatang, it's going to be now an improved uh, road. I just saw that it's uh, 2.9 mil they're spending because, because of the road upgrade uh, on the Sea Lake Menang Road. Yeah, the 2.9 mil is to just redo the shoulders okay. rather than give us... <laughs> you won't have to worry about isolation. Resheat the actual road, but 2.9 is a start, I guess. It's a start. Bruce, thank you very much for uh, enjoying a wine with us today, we, uh, or tonight for you. We very much appreciate it, and it's great. I know that people have been no wanting to catch up with former locals that are now out in the great big wide world doing marvellous things, so it's, it's lovely to catch up with a, uh, a past Robin Vale boy doing wonderful things in the Napa Valley in California. And please give California my regards. Uh, I did live there for a while and I just love that place. Yep. It's a great place. Is there anyone you want to send a shout out to while we've got you? Uh, Just, yeah, I guess to my old basketball mates, my mentor, Cedric Noda and uh, Bunga Smythe, of course. He's got a tough job now. He's got he's doing planning for all this COVID stuff. He's got to be yeah. well suited up and uh, yeah. <laughs> good luck on good luck with that. Yeah, another mm. <laughs> suit bong too, but uh, <laughs> be real happy about it. Bruce, thanks very much for your time. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll speak to you soon when you eventually make it back to Australia. Uh, yeah, that's a bit of an unknown, I guess, but. Maybe October by the time you can come back for the uh, 42K for 42K. You can come back and watch the marathon <laughs> when you come home. Well, hopefully by October it's all a bit better because I'm supposed to be going to the US in October. Uh, it's all about Charlie travelling, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I had to cancel. I'm, I'm supposed to be there, uh, there next week, Bruce. I was supposed to be um, – uh, I was going to see the Lakers uh, next Tuesday. Yeah, uh, okay. and then I was going to Coachella on the weekend after. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, um, Bottle Rock, the the one that they have it in Napa, is um, normally in May, but now they've uh, postponed it till October. Oh, okay. So. Uh, well, they've postponed Coachella to October, so I've still yeah. got t- tickets. So we'll see how we go. Maybe you could go to both, Charlie, Bottle Rock and Coachella. Wow, you never know. Always- well, I've only got one weekend spare in uh, October, so. Uh, it's going to be Coachella. That's it, I think. <laughs> Always welcome here. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, oh, Bruce. I apologise okay. once again for my no questionable internet. No worries. Finally, Quinton and Charlie wanted to have a catch-up before the internet completely went kaput. Quick update. What's going on? Two in Swan Hill, three in Mildura now, but we have. I have just spoken to Anita from RDHS really quickly and because of the rain, apparently yeah. the internet on the farm doesn't like rain very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, apparently because of our government, the internet's pretty terrible anyway. <laughs> oh, here we go. Got to be I thought it was because of climate change. <laughs> <laughs> no, climate change is finished now because uh, coronavirus has, has cured that. <laughs> climate change is finished now. <laughs> I did... <laughs> I honestly didn't think that was a a statement I would ever hear in my lifetime. Climate change is finished now. Oh, okay. <laughs> New trend. Yeah. Hashtag. Put on a back burner. Who cares? It's called back current. <laughs> um, well, there has been 51 new cases uh, in Victoria uh, from yesterday, like overnight. Uh, so that brings us to 968 in Victoria. So 
it's we're getting up there and it's it's not a small number anymore and that will that does like get to a really large number fairly quickly too is so, that the biggest again, jump that we've seen so far home, easiest way to stop it exactly right if it's not essential don't go out that's it's as simple as that stay at home unless it's absolutely essential and um yeah but people have to redefine what they think absolutely essential is i think sometimes uh, i am of the opinion i told my parents that um they shouldn't she my mum likes going for walks said well you can go for a walk but do your walk around your backyard don't go out around the street i know it's you're allowed to go for exercise but just don't like it's as simple as that um it's not essential stay at home exercise at home and uh exactly it's easier for you guys obviously because quentin you're on a bigger property and obviously jade you're on a farm Mm. uh but i know like with your mum too you do go stir crazy but i have noticed that uh around where i'm living here the the road well the foot traffic on the on the footpaths is just ramped up like you wouldn't believe and so i'm thinking like why why would i go out like it's i'm going to see more people just walking the footpath now correct and uh you know you can still if there's no one around you that doesn't mean that there's not um a risk of infection uh that is lingered from people that have been there previously so just try not to go out at all anything you touch again good hand hand hygiene uh anything you touch uh has the potential like what are they saying with plastic plastic bags or just any plastic in general it can hang around on there for three to four days so uh it, it it can hang in the air for three to four hours meaning that someone who's walked past and had a cough or done whatever then you walk past in another hour or two hours and you can still um, have a risk of infection through the air yeah, yeah. see the more we so find anyway. out about this the more frightening it gets i don't want to use the word scary but it, it does get frightening because there's we're finding out more and more about this every day and it's just now hearing that, that it hangs in the air for three to four hours, whereas two weeks ago we thought, oh, it lasts for three or four hours on plastic or metal surfaces. Yeah. So long as we're washing our hands and whatever we should be right, now it's stay at home because it's hanging in the air. And those sorts of things I think are really quite concerning. Well, well this is the thing. It, yeah, it's, a, it's minimum risk. It's a, it's a minimal risk, but it, it is a risk. If you've got no risk at home or a minimal risk outside, then why would you go outside, even if it's minimal risk? So just yeah. stay with the no risk and stay at home. Poor Harley. Uh, you can see him through there. He's not enjoying this at all. He hasn't been for a walk for, for a few days now, and he's uh, hated it. Mm. Um, can I just draw yeah. attention to your T-shirt that we've seen for the first time, which is a unicorn. Riding a triceratops. And that's where the internet completely died. To see the t-shirt that I'm talking about, though, go to the Pioneer Ford Facebook or Instagram. Charlie took a Ford Everest for a test drive in said (laughs) t-shirt. That's about it for now, though. We're working on a podcast event with all three tiers of government. We'll be on to answer your questions. So watch our Facebook page or sign up to become a patron for Priority Question Time with Ali Kappa and Webster and hopefully Swan Hill Rural City Councillor Bill Moore. Watch the socials and the website for further updates. But for now, stay safe, stay home and look after each other. Thanks for listening to The Vale Podcast. Subscribe at thevalepodcast.com.au. 